From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Okay, hour number three, Big and Wild Outdoors, Brayden Jonathan, Bill George, San Diego. Nah, it's really fixed to get fun. New rule in the studio. Can't bring donuts in when we're talking about Red Tide. It gets way too loud during the breaks. <laughs> no more commercial breaks. Not when there's donuts and Red Tide involved. Dennis, why would you hang up? We're getting ready to go to Dennis. Why would you go anywhere? Oh, it must have it must have been important. Dennis, if you're listening and you'd like to call back, we'd be more than happy to talk to you. Don't be afraid. Yep. It's okay. Just because Bill's all fired up and Jonathan's all fired up and there's now holes punched in the wall it, in the studio. Which, do we know which Dennis it was? Yeah, Pulowski. Dennis Pulaski. Oh. Yeah. Hi, and, and I want... Or I, any Dennis. Hi, Dennis's I, of the world. Well, Dennis Pulaski, he, he Dennis understands Phillips, law. We have a few Dennis. We have more than one Dennis. He understands legal. He understands law. So well, he might have a, been able to assist me in in clarifying. Since he's a constable, yeah, that might be a good yeah. What in what points? Well, you know, uh, in this. No, I don't know. Tell me. In this executive order, we're we're under executive order right now for the closure. Executive of, order issued by who? Uh, Eric Sutton, the executive director of FWC. So not the governor. Not of the, the governor. State. Not okay. a governor. Ex executive. So let's order. go ahead and yeah, let's see, take those fingers. This is where I'm going to sit back and listen because you okay. got to explain this. Let's this, take those fingers it, back where everybody's pointed to Santa's. Yeah, this it, is it not has him. nothing to do with DeSantis yeah, yeah. and and whatnot. And matter of fact, DeSantis, when Christman asked for an emergency thing, he's like, "You don't need an emergency order for cleaning up your fish. You know that, that you don't need that." You no, so, we'll send you some money. But but the executive director turned around this week, started to reach out by telephone to various certain people, once again, going and talking to certain people in the background. And they turned around, and he was trying to get their feel for what – what would their feelings be if he made an executive order to close trout, redfish, and snook? Let me check like my that. phone real quick. Nope, nope, nope. nope he nope, didn't call you. Nope, nope, didn't call me. No, no, no. I don't. It doesn't surprise me. No, oh. but there are some people that he did call, and um, there, there. It's quite interesting if you were to actually see that list of people who he chose to call. Maybe one day that might be available. Um, not too sure right now, but he did make an executive order to close trout, redfish, and snook in the Tampa Bay area in response to the massive fish kill. Now, he does that based upon, if you look at the top of the executive order, you can go to myfwc.com, and I'm sure it's up there on the news release, but if you search executive orders, you'll see it's the most recent executive order that they did, that there's he he's given the authority to manage the resources based upon the constitution and paragraph 22 of the um, delegation of authority that he was given to, in order to do that and 
for a while I couldn't find paragraph 22 of the delegation of authority, but I eventually found it. And at the end of the day is he can do this executive order if he finds that there's exigent circumstances. And you say, what the heck is exigent circumstances? Do a Google search on exigent circumstances. No, just tell me, hurry. But it has to be a dire thing that you cannot wait. It has to be done now. It has to be done now. Yeah. Now, if there was something that was that dire, you wouldn't have time to make phone calls to do a PR slipness test. Let me see how I can see what the public, certain public, feels about this. Okay, you know. Oh, you mean like the meetings that we all set on hold and gave our. Okay, he does not have the ability unless it's exigent circumstances to make that call. And if you turn around, there's nothing out there showing that we're losing tons of trout, redfish, and snook. Okay, but there's people who who I'm sure are hammering him. Captains and recreational fishermen that do like catch and release and and. Yes, there is millions of dead fish out there, but they are not in the millions of trout, redfish, and snook. And he's using data that isn't isn't necessarily, you know, the best science out there. In making their decisions, it's actually in it's actually in rule that when they set up the FWRI, and and I'll read you a line from the law. The FWRI, the Florida Research Institute, is to serve as a primary source of research and technical information and expertise on the status of marine life, freshwater aquatic life, and animal resources in the state. Not what somebody wants to send you a Facebook post of or anything else. When I call FWRI, they have no data that says that there's a problem with trout, redfish, or snook. Zero. Well, according to his and in the release, it says that the FWC executive director, Eric Sutton, uh, his quote was, we will continue working with our partners, stakeholders, and local communities to evaluate this situation. It doesn't say that they were going to do it. He says, we've seen devastation to the redfish, trout, and snook populations in Tampa Bay. We support the catch and release initiative taken by the FWC. That was written by... Uh, Brian Gorski, the executive director of the uh, Coastal Conservation Association of Florida. CCA's been on the band, and I'll bring back next week, I'll bring back some recorded. I can tell you, Gil Gil McRae, who's over the director at FWRI, the Research Institute, has stood in front of the FWC commission, and, and we'll just look at Snook alone. He'll tell you, Snook move out of the way of red tide. Yeah, well, okay. you know, he said he's, he said, and this is his quote from him. This is from Brian with the CCA. I'm working with FWC on this initiative. We've heard support from members and guides throughout the region who also understand the need for such a change. We must protect the fish in our waterways so that generations to come will enjoy the thrill of catching one of these iconic species. Okay. So, so the- I, I didn't see anything where it says the public. It just said uh, they're members of the CCA and guides, guys. and uh, that's the only people that they're apparently listening to. There, there are a few select people that they are listening to on this and, and, and are very loud and vocal. And I, I do not dispute the fish kill. I just dispute what it's killing and what well, we need to be protecting. 
and if a protection is needed. You go back to, what was it, Utah or whatever, when they knew their water levels are going down and they have an impending fish kill, they didn't sit there and say, oh, we got to save every one. No, they said, hey, let's go increase harvest rates and give you more access to the fish because guess what? They're, they're going to die they're anyway. They're going to die. Yeah, yeah. Okay. when the pond is being but, drained, come on out. Take as many of these fish out of here as you can. At the end of the day, is under executive order, I do not believe that they have the authority to do that unless he has data that says, "Hey, you got a you got a pending doom that you can't you can't." Say. Which you haven't been able to find. That they don't have that. If anything, they have, and you can go back to FWC where the research has. Uh, Institute has told them the Snook Symposium. They talked about it at the Snook Symposium. That Snook migrate and move. They go up the rivers. You got a dirty bay? Fine. I'm going to go up the rivers. I'm going to go to places that don't have the issue, and they're going to they're going to move around it. The entire yeah. bay is not one red tide. Okay, they're going to move around and try to avoid it. Will something die? Sure. sure there are will. animals that live in it every day. They know how to avoid it. They know what to do. They've adapted to it. So so no <laughs> data that they have and all their science says, let's just use Snook as the one, is never going to be majorly impacted by that red tide. So he doesn't have the authority under the law to make the executive Here. order. Well, and here's here's my Especially whole issue. Especially down south, okay? Yeah. All the data and everything says they don't have an issue down south, but yet he keeps issuing executive order because of public desires, not because of that. And so I think everything down south, and, and the more I look at the laws, um, I, I'll, be, I'll be looking at those and talking to some people throughout the state, to, to make that determination, how they feel, um, and, and whether or not they should have some way of overriding the executive order. Well, And if you want to sit there and say we're going to close down all fishing, no pinfish, no, no, no pilchards, no greenbacks, no nothing, shut it all down. Shut it down. Well, but, and here's my problem. But don't pick and choose the species that You're... science has told you. Doesn't get majorly impacted. Yeah, there, there's my problem in a nutshell, and we've had this conversation a million times. It goes back to the bear hunt. It goes back to Goliath Grouper. It goes back to even this situation. Pick a lane. Are we going to dictate our management off of public opinion, or are we going to dictate our management off of science? No, it's I, just like what's happened with the pandemic. Are we going to listen to no, the no, science, no, no, or no, are we no. going to listen to what makes us feel better? You, you, you're missing it. There's, there's a thing called social science that we have to conform the, I, to. There is. There is. So, and as much as you don't like it, but I put the same standards on social science I, as I do science of biology you cannot turn around and tell me just because you received a thousand emails saying this that that is what the public wants if That's, you go and you look at how many people buy a snook stamp well but they that, don't buy it if all they want to do is catch and release well and i heard somebody say this about everybody talking about things trending on twitter okay you know this because you're an it guy a person can go out there on twitter and create a hundred fake accounts and make it look like they've got 10 million followers and everything else and 
It's yeah. one person. I mean, and that's my problem with social science. You can't – are no. you going to go by science? Social science, to me, I don't care what Kim Kardashian I, I, is wearing. I, 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 I mean, I'm sorry. I believe that there should be some social science in it, I, you know? But it, it should be used to, to tweak it, not to totally define it. Well, that's my problem, is it shouldn't be the major factor in it. So, anyways – I don't believe, under the circumstances, they have the authority to make that decision with the data they have. So am I going to get my money back from my soak stamp or not? Have you asked for it? Yeah, I think I oh, did. Oh, let, refra- let me go ahead and say this, too. I did the survey. After the break. No. Okay, fine. That's what you want to do. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Random Ford. Stay right there. Big and wild outdoors. Brayden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, and Diego. Hanging out with you this morning. Uh, talking a little bit about the uh, red tide and no. all that kind of good stuff. If you missed the first hour, do yourself a favor and uh, go find it on iTunes. Um, all the other places where you can find the uh, podcast later on after the show. Uh, we did talk about one of the solutions that they're working on, of course, involves clay. And uh, it's been successful around the world on other algae blooms of other types. And uh, Moat and the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute are working on this, are coming together. It's a uh, clay mitigation, what involves uh, spraying of clay particles along with salt water into, uh, the, on top of the red tide. And it kills it, and whatever's left over gets sunk to the bottom. And as long as they keep up with it, every time it blooms, they do it again. And next thing you know, uh, there's no more red tide. So they are working on solutions to put an end to the problem. And hopefully uh, you'll have other solutions as well. If they look over at Piney Point, I'm sure those people don't want this negative stuff to ever happen again. So they're going to try their best to not have to release Hundreds of thousands of gallons with, of water and all the other stuff. Which, for years, they've been asking for alternatives and other ways to get rid of that water. Just FYI, you know. Now, you got to understand that it was an emergency there. They had to release some water to prevent it from all going out into the bay. Those liners yep. don't last forever. But, and the same thing, and I, I, even though I hate to do it, you know, Rick Christman. You know, they released that sewage back well, then, the millions of gallons, because of the problem that they had at the sewage treatment plant, and it was overwhelmed by the rainwater and the amount of water they had to make an emergency release. These things happen. I understand. But you need to work on solutions so that it doesn't happen again. 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 Well, so it happened. Slap them. Do what you got to do. Just, you know, it's like what Jesus said. You are forgiven. Now go forth and send no more. Well, okay? and like I so, do it, do it, do it right. Like I said before, was trying to say before the break, the issue that I have with this, and, and it goes back, like I said, goes back to the bear hunt, it goes to the live crew, all that. 
there's one person right here. To me, if you use the term executive order, that should the buck should start and stop with one person, and that's the governor of the state. I don't care if it's a Democrat. I don't care if it's a Republican, uh, independent. I don't care. But he's not going to make and, that decision. But that's the problem is you, to me, that sh- it starts. I mean, it's just like the president. It starts and it stops right here. It should not be a committee. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say that. To me, it should not be a committee person making well, a decision like that. Well, it, it, it is, but there's also rules governing how they can make it these emergency decisions. And, um, you know, I know do we have someone at home. Do you want to go to them real quick? Or go do ahead. Spill your guts. Do what I, you got to do. One, one of the things under the rulemaking laws of the state is if an agency, you know, wants to do an executive uh, order or an emergency action, the agency is supposed to publish in writing at the time exactly. or prior to the action the specific facts, facts, not not assumptions, facts, reason, reasons for finding an immediate danger to the public health, safety, or welfare to its persons for considering that the procedure isn't, Used isn't fair or is is fair under the circumstance. In the event that the notice, they basically have to publish the data that says why they're doing it. And that's under the rulemaking process. And they haven't found and that they yet. Haven't ha- they don't have any to support it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bill, what do you think? What's your solution on all this? Bill. Well, I called uh, last Saturday evening. My son John and grandson Devin and I went to the South Skyway Fishing Pier. A lot of fish floating down there. But my question is, does does red tide affect tarpon? Yes, it does. Because we've seen five. (gasps) They were dead or alive? Alive, swimming. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it depends on where they are. You know, if they're back in water where it's low oxygen, you know, they're like goldfish. They can gulp air and do all that kind of stuff. And sometimes if they get in the back bayous in the summer when they were breeding, that's why they're all here. Uh, you know, they're out, uh, you know, making babies and stuff. So uh, right now, sometimes Bill, they get affected by it. And they have found some dead tarpon out there. There, uh, there are oh. some dead fish of various kinds, but the vast majority of fish that you're finding dead are your bottom feeders, the, the things that are... Your okay. bait fish. Your, your bait fish, your catfish, your stingrays. Pilchers, pinfish, things like that. The, those are the things that you're finding are getting hit the now, hardest. Not, not to say that, you know, you're not going to find a dead tarpon or goliath grouper or anything else out there floating around or a manatee or whatever it is. Um, you know, they're up there around the surface. They're uh, in that red tide where it's really thick around the surface where they like to stay by the sun so that they bloom. But, and have a good time, and but did you see any dead redfish or dead snook or anything while you're out there, or was it just the tarpon? No, it was, just, it, it was just a lot of small fish. Yes, yeah, and, and I that, think and, you know, and, and and from every helicopter shot that I saw from the media, I mean, being a kid who grew up here, I mean, you could see them when they zoom in. You're like, man, ninety percent of those are all uh, all bait fish that are out there. Yeah, that are being affected. And, and well, my, my grandson he he did catch two ladyfish while we were down there. He had a ball with that. 
Oh, they're fu- they're great catching it. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, the only thing that kills ladyfish is a big giant hook and uh, you know, cutting them in half. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, the only and something th- else eating them. Yeah, something else chasing them and eating them. But you know, uh, Bill George's point to all this was the fact that uh, no matter what the media is showing you, I'm not seeing you know, not to say that there's not a dead snook or two out there or a couple of dead redfish or trout or whatever or it is. It may even be that, but it's not scientifically significant. To where it, where it warrants a shutdown of those game fish. But, well, you know, because yeah, bec- it's only shut down to keep them. It's not shutting down the fact that you could go out there and catch the same fish over and over and yeah. over and over and over again and let it go. Trout, trout alone has a high mortality rate compared to the other species with being caught and released. Yeah, they're you know? they're not very hardy when it comes to that. That's why they're called in reality they call them spotted sea trout, but don't forget they're also called weak fish. And that's because they really aren't very hardy. They're a soft-bodied fish that uh, doesn't take a lot of trauma very well. Uh, that's why back in the old days if you caught it you kept it. You know, if you caught a trout, you kept it because you knew chances are as soon as you unhooked it. Boy, are they delicious. If you got one that's hooked down in the gullet and you take it out of there, I mean, he's belly up uh, seven feet from the boat. And, you know, and yeah. some seagulls pecking on him. So, but now, but did, I, you, did you catch anything else besides the ladyfish? No, just ladyfish. Well, I went over to Bates Fishing Center there on Starkey Road going back towards Almerton. Right. They're on the left, mm-hmm. and, of course, my son, he bought a heavier rod because on the South Skyway, they got some stone structures that are strung out like a reef. Yeah, that's called the old bridge. The, yeah, the old bridge. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, well, I'm talking about it. It's, it looked like, you know, where they broke up the concrete and just yeah. put it sure. out there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I bought a... Time, time I got the uh, line put on it that they, uh, I bought a $197 rod and reel. And my grandson immediately, he says, well, this one's mine. Yeah, of course. But that's what he caught the ladyfish on. I, I got a bigger kick watching him catch fish. Oh, yeah. That's always fun. It's always fun when you're watching somebody younger than you do it. It's just not fun when it's your brother. So it's it's totally different, it's totally different. Or sister, yeah, or your sister, yeah. It's not as much fun. But Woo! you know, we did. We saw. I saw. We saw first with three tarpon right there close to the bridge, and two more later on came by. So yeah, did you see any uh, ball-headed pelicans while you were out there? <laughs> well, they're flying. I seen pelicans, but I don't. You know, so the. You didn't scalp they any did. pelicans? No scalpage? No, no, no. Well, no. No, that was going on still. How quickly How quickly <laughs> we've forgotten that, haven't we? Uh, well, it's nice that you got some time to spend out there, and uh, thanks for the fishing report. We really do appreciate well, it. Well, I will see you all next Saturday. See you next Saturday. Yeah, Look we'll, we're looking forward we'll to be it, there. Because I got a pair of tickets uh, from you all, so I'll be out there. Bring, yeah, me, a la- bring me a ladyfish sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I still got the pictures on my phone from that bear I to- uh, called you all in on on October when I was yep. up outside Ocala. Okay, well, it could be a ladyfish sandwich or a bear sandwich. I don't care either one. I'll take either one. See you, <laughs> right. Bill. Have a good day, good Bill. Work. See you, buddy. Thank take you. Care. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends out there, Brandon Ford. Go see our boy Brooksy out there today. 
He'll be out there waiting to do some wheeling and dealing for you, get you in your favorite car or truck while you're out there. You'll be driving around a new set of wheels, man, in no time. It's all good. We'll be back. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, George, Diego, are you leaving? Are you getting ready to leave? Or are you getting ready to haul butt out of here and uh, go hit the streets? I am. I need to get over to G five for the Gator Clinic. But uh, okay, bye. When when Dennis had Turn called in mic. earlier, we're he, done. He had turned around. <laughs> he was looking to make sure people knew. Starting August third is when their clinic start archery clinic start at Countryside, Countryside. Baptist Church. Yep. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Starting August third. Uh, believe it or not, deer season's already started by that point in South Florida. <laughs> that is <laughs> but, true. But for the rest of us, we got to wait. Um, Tuesday and Thursday, 6.30 to 8.30 in the evening. And for the for the bow hunter class, there's going to be a hog hunt and bow fishing trip at the end. It's $50 a person. $50, you get some skills tweaked and, and better. You get it that, that is a certified class with the state for bow hunter certification and you get both the hog hunt and a bow fishing trip yeah out with uh, twisted limbs that have a really great boat and a really good time and then for the little people the class is only 25 dollars, and you know that just is getting them started out there so before i get going i just want to mention that um and i know where they, they get their they, equipment they from have so you ain't gonna worry about that they have a great great program going there and it, it 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 will have a bit of faith base into it, and and that's not just praying that your arrow makes it in the right place, uh, it, it, but go out there check them out, um, but that's going to be August third, Countryside Baptist Church, before Tuesdays you, and Thursdays. Before you get out of here, I was going to ask you about this story that I brought in about okay <clears throat> about the uh, gentleman. Over uh, around Daytona, you might have heard about this story. It came out yesterday, so maybe you didn't. But uh, a Florida man, William Bubba Hodge, was arrested after attempting to throw a live alligator onto the roof of a beachside cocktail lounge. (laughs) According to the multiple reports cited by local authorities, he was arrested after he reportedly stole the gator from an enclosure at a miniature golf course. Police said they saw the man take the gator by the tail, hit it against the building awning, throw it on the ground, stomp on it twice, then throw the thing up on the roof. And when asked, he said, why did you do that? The man said, I was teaching it a lesson. Well, now he faces charges of possession and injury of an alligator, burglary, theft, and criminal mischief. And there shouldn't be some federal stuff on there, too? No, probably not. Probably not. But if you turn around and you're able to get to the alligator in its enclosure... The question is: Is the alligator properly secured? And that 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 no way will probably go down that avenue. But it was a while ago. There was a guy arrested 
he was upset with somebody at Wendy's or at one of these fast food joints, and he took a live alligator and threw it through the drive-through window. Well, that doesn't I seem mean, to speed up service very well listen, if you do something like that. I would think that that would probably that, slow. That the, tends to get your attention in the kitchen if all of a sudden the, you got an alligator come flying at you. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're going to make uh, the fries any faster. No, it's not going to help. I just I wanted to ask you that because I know they're federally protected. I was wondering if the uh, you know the uh, federal now, had wildlife he taken would be... and tried to take that alligator's hide outside of the state or outside of the country. Yeah, he probably had to deal with the feds. Really? Yeah. So when you see like uh, people doing stupid things like that with alligators, there usually is no federal charges involved. No, I don't. I don't believe so. Why would that not be be the case? Not, unless when... you're doing interstate traffic and doing other stuff. That's they're just, not going to just plain stupidity. They're just not going to have any. They're not going to care. That's, that's just that's just a bad individual who who took something out on an animal that should never have well, had it taken out. On. Well, now this one here, I got to tell you that uh, this made it onto social media. I had friends of mine who shared it all over the place, including my aunt. Um, was the video of the woman who was uh, feeding the alligator in her backyard? I don't know if you saw it. She came out with a. Little Ziploc bag and a and a uh, pair of barbecue tongs and grabbed a piece of chicken and was, you know, like here, Freddy, 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 or whatever is whatever they're calling him. And this alligator comes out of the lake, literally goes about fifty yards all the way to the back porch, and she, you know, gets him out with the tong, gives him the food, and off he goes and has a great time. And if uh, if that's the state of Florida, it's illegal, and all you've done is you've created a nuisance to alligator. And and this is where I really feel for our nuisance trappers. They get sent out by the neighbor that's adjoining them to go get it because it has no fear of human beings. And ain't fluffy. And, and you and you have neighbor on the other side saying that's my pet, and it, it's not your pet. So the guy had to come back. So I went to his page where the actual video actually originated from, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Sutton. Uh, of course, it was his lovely wife out there feeding the said lizard. And he goes on his page. He said, what's the latest update? Somebody wrote it. He goes, well, we were fined $218 by the blanking North Carolina Fish and Wildlife. The government strikes again in my backyard this time. We don't own anything anymore. That was his response to the fact that he got fined a lousy $218. But it was so... Funny how many people were like, oh, that's messed up. I can't believe that you'd be fined for doing that. I don't see why they find you. Yes, you're uh, creating a wildlife nuisance. Yeah, amazing, and, and that's scary. I can't believe you got in trouble for that. Uh, does he come by often? All these other things. But how many people were defending him going, well, dude, they shouldn't have fined you for that kind of stuff or anything like that. Uh, my retort to it when I saw it on my aunt's uh, video on her page was the fact I said it's very illegal in Florida. And I said, as Bill George said, once that alligator loses his fear of people, Fluffy gets eaten off the leash. And if the lady doesn't let go of Fluffy, she's now drowned. Yeah, or the lady lost her arm trying to get her dog back. I mean, so even though this person thinks they didn't do anything wrong because they're on their property, you know, it doesn't make any sense to be upset about the fact that you posted the video on social media. What did you expect to happen? 
I mean, they shared the crap out of everybody was hashtagging the uh, North Carolina Fishing Game Department, and you know they're going to do the same thing that FWC that's, does. That's right. Well, people, they have people sitting there watching it. People like they come to get you. The first thing you do is get rid of that phone. There's more pictures or something on your phone that incriminate <laughs> you. And you, and it's not that you intended to break the law, but most of us don't know the crazy laws. Well, this including. One- our state agencies. Well, this one here is uh, pretty blatant in the fact that uh, there's no mistaking that this woman is walking down the steps of her deck to feed this alligator, yeah. and he's coming in like a puppy dog. Obviously, this is not the first time this has ever happened. And so I I would say to Mr. Sutton, you're lucky you only got away with a $218 fine because it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Somebody could have gotten hurt. Yeah. Well, you know what? Next time when uh, Fluffy the alligator gets a little more hungry or a little more aggressive, uh, you know, Wait, you might lose an arm. where's my chicken? Yeah, might lose an arm on that one. Yeah. Uh, are you out of here? Yeah, I'm out. I'll see you over at G5 here shortly. Remember, you got yeah. two pair of tickets to give away. Two pair of tickets. Got it. Save me a brat. A brat? All right. Don't eat them all. <laughs> now get out. Get out! <laughs> okay, he's gone. Oh, uh. Look at him go. You never see Bill George move so fast except when you're saying get out of here and go. And he gets out of here and he goes. He ain't wasting no time on that whatsoever. Uh, Also, I wanted to – I posted it somewhere on a couple other uh, places. I wanted to let you know that uh, the Florida boys up there in Tallahassee, they actually did some good stuff this past week. If you did not know this or not, um, with the work with the NRA and some others like that, the – legislators up there in Tallahassee good de- on y'all defeated all the uh, all the stories that I like to say the panic stories that you see posted on social media about oh they're coming after your assault weapon oh they're coming after your uh, magazines they're coming after all your stuff which yes they are I'm not poo-pooing that but it's nice to know that uh, our legislatures up there they actually killed 25 very bad gun control bills that were uh, either in committee or trying to get up and get in to be voted on. 25 of them for this past year. That is That tells you that these people are never going to stop. Ones that are the one that I was really happy and so were a lot of people was uh, the sale of ammunition. Meaning that if you went, like in the old days, if you had to go uh, buy ammunition, I don't know if you remember when you had to, Sign for it, you know, if you bought rifle ammunition, yep, 22s. And they'd ask you if you bought, if you were a kid and you walked in to buy 22s, they'd go, Is this for a rifle or for a pistol? Never experienced it myself, but I was with the old man and a few times with the grandparent, grandfathers and stuff that they had to do it. So we were trained from, from birth. You always respond with, It's for a rifle. Oh, okay, then we'll sell it to you. If you said pistol, they wouldn't sell it to you. But anyway, they want to do a mandate a background check for the sale or transfer of any ammunition. Well, that one died in committee. You can tell the rest of them after the break. There's a ton of them, man. All right, we're going to take a fast one, you guys. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Don't forget G5. Today is the day. Gator Seminar is going on. Bill George is jumping in his Chevy right now, and he's heading that way. So he'll be there in about 25, 30 minutes. Y'all can still mobbing him for autographs as soon as he gets there, okay?
Make it look good. We're going to take a break. And nicotine has soaked their brains. I'd hate to be you if she don't get away. Put that down. It is the Big Wild Outdoors. Bring guns out to Swindle. Bill George on his way over to G5 for the Gator Seminar happening today from 11 to 1. Lunch is included. It is free. If you'd like to uh, stop by, say hi, learn a few things. Uh, maybe pick up some Gator gear while you're there in case you uh, got pulled for tags this year and you maybe need some hooks or a bane stick or Sample uh, your floaties. one bite of the 10 pounds of Gator meat. Yeah, or you want to know what a uh, Gator actually tastes like. Uh, Bill George is bringing uh, 10 pounds out of his secret stash. They're going to fry it up there so you guys can uh, have a chance to taste it and nosh on it. And then uh, I know that I think I saw some uh, brats, burgers, and uh, hot dogs, all that stuff, you know. So, you know, you'll get yourself a nice little lunch. And uh, I think they're going to be giving away some prizes. And I know they're going to be giving away two pairs of tickets to the uh, Open Season Expo next weekend. That's going to be happening Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Bill George will be out there. Jonathan will be out there. Uh, one and Done Feeder Boys will be there. I mean, uh, Eddie Salter is going to be there. I may show up. I don't know. I may go. I don't know. We'll have a big, nice table. We'll be Maybe broadcasting from, you know. Oh, yeah, that's say. why I have to be there. So, yeah, I guess I will be there. <laughs> hey, we no, actually, have to uh, be there. I mean, no, I uh, I mentioned it to my uh, my children, and they were like, yeah, we want to go. We want to go. I don't think they've missed one yet. Uh, they've always had a good time to go. So bring the kids. Bring the fun. Uh, come on out. We'll be there. And uh, if you bring your set of antlers to be scored, I believe that gets you a uh, free entrance as well if you're going to go in and and do that kind of thing. So that's next weekend. We'll be out there broadcasting. Do you know what time it opens up in the morning? Is it like an early dealio? Oh, I I know. Normally Friday Friday afternoon they start around – usually I think it's 4 and go to like 4 to 9 kind of deal and then – um, I know Saturday mornings, I think, I think Saturday it was always like nine, eight, you know, I'm nine, trying to remember nine o'clock to nine to five, usually like nine to five and nine to four, 10 to four or something like that Sunday. So. I always remember that, uh, we're right in the middle of our broadcast, uh, when all of a sudden they do the national anthem and all the yes. other stuff in there. And we yeah, all I think it's like, nine on Saturday usually. Open season, it's openseasonexpo.com. Uh, you can go there and check it out. And, of course, they've got the Facebook page and everything else, too. So always, It's always an embarrassing moment. We're sitting there, and we're in a deep conversation. We have our headphones on. We can't hear what's going on. Then all of a sudden we look around, and everybody's standing up, and everybody's being quiet. And you're like, what is going on? Is there, like, a fire or something? Oh. And you're like, mm-hmm. and somebody taps on the shoulder. They're doing the national anthem. Oh, crap. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, <laughs> usually it's, like, halfway through. So, uh, anyway. Uh, come and watch our embarrassing moment starting at 9 o'clock. Yes. It'll be a good time had by all. Open Season Expo, Lakeland Civics, what are they, what are they RP? RP Funding. 
Yeah, I don't know. They've named it something. So uh, come on out there. We'll be having a good time out there as well. Today, uh, today, I, for those who know, maybe some of you do, some of you don't, um, you know, Double G, the, uh, the original Double G, not G2, but Double G, Glenn Gonzalez, who you've probably met at the Panfish Challenge, who uh, ran the board for us, did a lot of the engineering, uh, a lot of our remotes and places we did it out at and stuff, uh, has been with the radio station for a million years. Of course, he passed away not long ago, and today is the day that they're going to do his uh, celebration of life uh, at the most appropriate place you can think of for him, at the Dallas Bull, <laughs> which uh, if if you literally had a penny for every second that he's been out at the Dallas Bull, he would uh, he would have died a multimillionaire. So um, uh, it's going to be happening today from 5 until 7. Uh, I believe that's the exact time that it's going to be going on. Uh, I don't get out of work until seven, so I, I told Steve Austin and everybody I was going to, you know, swing by there afterwards and try to catch everybody before they left, kind of deal. So, uh, if you knew Glenn uh, and you would like to uh, go and participate and go say hi to his wife and kids, they'll all be there, and a lot of radio station folk will be there and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, by all means, stop by Dallas Bowl right there on three hundred one from five until seven is when it'll be happening today, okay? Are you going to try to make it? you going to oh, get there early? Hmm. Uh, what? I, I would like Where? to say yes, but I'm not too sure. Well, I know that Bill George is going to go. He's going to get there a lot earlier than I am, so because uh, I can't, you know, I can't zippity-doo-dah out early, but uh, it is what it is. But anyway, go out there and uh, hang out and uh, talk about the old times. Or whatever it is you're gonna do, it's all it's all good. Uh, before the break, let me try to get through these as quickly as possible. Which, as Bill George will tell you, is never gonna happen. It doesn't happen that way in my life. I just one of those people who like to go into deep, deep, deep detail on stuff. But this past week, up in Tallahassee, the legislatures uh, they killed 25 very bad gun bills that were trying to be passed through legislation up there. Some of them wanted to become law. One of them was the ammunition sales we talked about before the break, which would have meant that uh, you'd have to have background checks for any transfer or purchase of any ammunition. Mm -hmm. The sale, transfer, and storage of firearms was one that was also uh, looking, as they've always had, to provide penalties for anybody who uh, doesn't have their stuff loaded or uh, stored properly, all that kind of stuff. They've always tried to make it the bad guy. Uh, that died in committee. Uh, risk protection orders uh, redefines the term parishioner to include individuals who are biological or legal parents in a relationship who are legal guardians or who have a spouse, sibling, or a respondent. In other words, the removal and seizure of firearms, if somebody called and said, well, you know he's got guns and he's crazy. Just because you made him mad. That died in committee. Storage of firearms, again, that was another one where there were requirements for licensed importers, licensed manufacturers, licensed dealers, authorized compliance inspections, uh, so that every gun shop, every person, everything like that would all have to uh, have them stored in whatever way they determined uh, would be better than what you do. That died in committee. Assault weapons and large-capacity magazines banned the sale, transfer, and possession of assault weapons, large-capacity magazines. Uh, required a certificate of uh, possession for assault weapons or large-capacity magazines or lawfully possessed before a specific date, limited sales or transfers of any of those items, that died in committee. 
Uh, the use or threatened use of force. So if you said the magic words like, uh, I got a gun, get out of my house, I'll use it, get away from my car, I got a gun, you see it, get away. Um, if you used it threatening in defense of persons or property. Well, that one died in committee as well. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, decrease the number of years that licenses to carry concealed weapons or firearms are valid. They wanted to shorten it up. Actually, some guys even wanted you to do it every year to actually renew your concealed weapons permit. <sighs> so uh, that died in committee as well. Uh, repeals the preemption of firearms uh, and ammunition. So that would have regulated the uh, uh, regulation by the state and brought it back down to local governments to enact gun control. So you couldn't own a gun here in St. Petersburg, but you could in Safety Harbor or uh, Largo or, you know, somewhere outside. Yeah, of, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, so that died in committee as well. Uh, repeals the right, of you, the right to use or threaten the use of deadly force, which kind of goes with the other one that we did a couple of seconds ago where you actually uh, maybe use or threaten the use. I will shoot you if you don't get out of my house kind of thing. Uh, they got rid of that one. That one died in committee as well. Okay, so you just shoot them. You don't tell them you're going to shoot them. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Use of de- <laughs> well, then, then this one here kind of goes hand in hand with that. Use of deadly force in defense of a person. So you couldn't even defend somebody that somebody was committing a felony against. You know, you came up around a corner and there's a man raping a woman. You couldn't do anything about it except, uh, you know, tell him to stop or do whatever. Uh, you know, and it says right here, including deadly force and not having to retreat before such use or threatened use in defense of persons or property or having the right to stand your ground. So they were trying to remove that portion of it as well. Well, that died in committee. And then you had all these other Senate bills and all the other stuff uh, that you can go and read universal background checks, assault weapons bans. All these were in the Senate. Uh, Three-dimensional printed guns, you know, the 3D-printed ghost gun. Oh, the dreaded ghost gun. Uh, Those all pretty much died as well. You can go find out more if you go to NRA, ILA. You know, that's their Institute for Legislative uh, whatever thing it is, the ILA. And they have them all listed. They tell you everything it was that they actually repealed and uh, got rid of. But... Good on us. Good on the state of Florida. They killed 26 of these bad boys and got them out of there. And uh, trust me, now I'm tired. Maybe I won't have to see all this crap on social media for the next year. No, you will. Well, because they'll never stop. They'll never stop whining. They'll, they'll never stop, and it'll never be. It's a well, and it's like, but it's it's like like you just said about St. Pete, you know, Safety Harbor, and all that. You can't have a gun in St. Pete. Be Okay, well that that's great. So the criminal in St. Pete's just going to say, "Wait, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me go. I'm I'm gonna go over here across the line real quick. I'll be right back." Yeah, and you know, or they'll actually be uh, where they'll go. Oh, I'm not allowed to have this. Oh, well, then I I better get rid of it. Yeah, I better I better go. Uh, oh wait, I'm not allowed to. Ha- wait, they're not allowed to have this in this county. Oh, okay. So let me now I know exactly what houses that I want to go. Some of you may uh, be kind of newly arrived and don't remember the days when. There were certain firearms you couldn't purchase. Well, you could purchase, but you had a three-day waiting period in Pinellas County. And then uh, somebody would walk in and go, hey, man, I want to buy a shotgun. And you go, okay. Uh, you know, you can pick it up in three days. And they're like, 
well, dude, I'm going this weekend. I'm going to go deer hunting or duck hunting or dove hunting or whatever this weekend. I can't I can't just take it with me today. We're like, no, sir, it's a three-day waiting period in Pinellas County. Okay. So I'll just drive across Howard Franklin Bridge and go to Hillsborough County where I could buy it and have it in one day. Yeah. So. Go see Bill George. Go see Bill George. Come see me. I'll be out there a little bit later on. And we'll see you next weekend at the Open Season Expo. We'll be there. I'll come by and see you. Shake hands. Don't forget, Bill George has got tickets for that, too, while he's out there. We'll see you next Saturday, everybody. Have a great and wonderful weekend.